You've been playing some golf, Brendan. Look at you, you little golfer, playing all the time. And you're a videographer now. Get out of here, man. Guy just turned a professional overnight. Man, with this phone. Dude, I was very impressed, man. I was impressed with the footy, to be honest. I appreciate it. You know, I took pride as much as I can. You know, I'm still trying to play a good round, which currently. It's tough to do both. I'm like to struck, focus on the I'm video. Struck. I appreciate the positivity from the videographer standpoint because the the golf game right now is uh I don't know, it's tragic. <laughs> but you know what though? <laughs> Two things. A, you're playing, which is the positive. Oh, yeah. oh, and no, I'm, B I'm enjoying it for sure. And you're enjoying it. And the video component helps good lies golf, so that's win for us. But yes, and I know for a fact that you can use this as an excuse. I think if you actually tell the clubhouse wherever you golf, if you do videography, they allow you to have a free like seven, eight strokes because you're just, you know, you're like oh, TikToking and taking yeah, videos. Yeah. So they allow you to subtract, kind of like taxes. They allow you to take that back, deduct. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. That's cool. PGA um, official rule. Don't challenge. Just look it up. Google. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I challenge about it is just, you know, I like to compete. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want the gimmies, you know what I mean? It's true. Well, no, yeah. I do. I, I want every gimme I can get. Please well, you see me. I'm brutal myself. Somebody, I, there's so many times where people have been like, you got like a four, right? I'm like, no, I think I got a six. They're like, no, you got a four. Like, you parred that. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even give myself the ones that I do well on because I think I'm yeah. so. <laughs> no, 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 no. You definitely get the six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I was giving myself a very nice example there. A par <laughs> example. Oh, man, a par would be nice right now, honestly. I'll take pars. Hey, I was parring a lot down in Florida. I'll tell you what. Out of that little, I mean, yeah, they were fucking 120-yard holes, but I was parring those little bastards, and it felt good. I mean, that's standard for you. And, and they weren't. Standard course size. Yeah, but they weren't fucking. <laughs> they weren't. Uh, like they, they were challenging shots, and that's what made me happy. Like, all the shots I had to hit, the second shots, were all garbage. And they all got like on I mean, or near the green. So that made me happy. Can't even lie, dude. Every shot for me right <clears> now is <throat> challenging. Every single one. T yeah. to green. Yeah. And so talk about your rounds, man. You went to two uh, different beautiful courses. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're you're true. I got out twice in the past week, which was awesome. Kind of so, a rarity. Um, but you know, was able to get out there with the boys on the during the week, I had a, a weekday round, you know, after work, met up at uh, Blue Ash. Guess where it is? Blue Ash. You got it, man. Blue Ash Golf Course in Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. Beautiful, man. I'd say it's probably top two, top three public courses in the Cincinnati area for sure. And uh, it's always really well maintained. I think it's a good bang for the buck. I would say number one in golf carts. Their golf carts are uh, fucking awesome. <laughs> They're you know, awesome. like when you, is it like the no, premium one? It's got like the cooler yeah. in it and it's got like the freaking like thing where you, the little pockets up top, the little net that you put your shit in. You gotta love those. I think you're the only one that uses those. Oh, what were you talking about? Just really nice cushions, man. Oh, you were just talking about cushions. get those installed in my car. Yeah. <laughs> get those. <laughs> Dude, they are so cush. Like when when you look up the definition of cush in the dictionary, it it's just an image of the golf carts from Blue Ash. 
I thought it was Wiz Khalifa's face, but yeah, that's that's awesome. No, I you're probably that. right. It's been a while since I have. Blue Ash. Opened a dictionary or a book. Now, oh, you ain't doing that fancy book learning? Mm. Oof. Not recently. Mm. Uh, the cooler situation. When they make the cooler in the side of the golf cart, that's when I just love that course for life. Or when I go to a course and they have those, like, ones that you can, like, stand and wiggle on. Like, the, like it's like a surfboard. You stand up. You've done that? Fucking things are crazy. Dude, I want to do that. It's like... It's fu- well, it, it feels stupid. It feels stupid. But, yeah, they're crazy. I saw the motorcycle one. I'm interested in that. Anyway, back to Blue Ash Golf Course. You guys had a nice little morning. I see, I see that. Little, or afternoon, excuse me. Cause it's afternoon. afternoon, late afternoon. Yeah. Late afternoon, twilight. Twilight, dude. First twilight of the season. <clears throat> it was awesome, man. My buddy, uh, Trav, dude, he, he's a fucking golfer, dude. He hits the ball so well. He's got, like, a baseball background. Um, and you can just, like, he's got a really athletic swing, but he's, like, very, I don't know, just, like, very technical in the way that he he swings if that always makes sense it's like a sure. blend well, of if he's both. a baseball player he has to have some yeah. technique to that yeah and dude he mashes the ball when he hits it well and he's got a really great short game i mean i posted him he nearly hold out for eagle um you know on a nice little chip and dude yeah i don't know he's a great golfer so he's a fun guy to play with and uh he's got a good vibe if you know so i don't know it was enjoyable you have a crew. My you have a solid shit. crew. Honestly, man, no, you have a crew in Cincinnati when you guys out go golfing. Like you, seriously. I mean, Dude, you have love to golf like a crew of here, fifteen man. kids. Just a yeah, whole and crew. They all do different shit. I mean, I met Travis just a few years ago at a job, and then uh, we became friends, and uh, you know, kind of golfed here and there. We were just kind of work buddies for a while, and then, yeah, I don't know. We've kind of like moved around job to job uh, together and we love golfing. So that's kind of like the, the thing that, you know, keeps us together. Yeah, man. That's, 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 that's awesome when you have a, a group like that. Now, when you yeah. guys went and then, you know, the other boys, you know, right. Cody, who you posted on the, the Instagram. Now he had himself a day. Was that the course where he lit it up? Dude. Well, that was at Elks, man. Oh yeah. Elks. He lit it up. Yeah. yeah. So Elks run. Batavia, Ohio, so another uh, Cincinnati outlier. Um, but, yeah, dude, uh, got to love the grounds. It's kind of a home course for us. We love it out there. You know how it is. The front nine, it's a little more open, kind of farm farmland type. And then in, uh, you move on to the back nine, even the first, or the last couple holes on the, uh, the front nine, uh, you start to get a little more woodsy, some elevation changes, and you get a really great blend of everything. It's, a you know I mean? it's really magical. Yeah. There's great value there too. It's extremely affordable. Yeah. That's one great I mean, thing. Cincinnati area golf is very affordable. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, some, some courses, I won't name names cause you know, I love playing and every course is uh, unique, but right. Yeah. Some, some courses have upped their prices and, uh, oh. you know, and, it's tough to play there now, man. Hey, man, you if you want those cushioned see, seats. See the value, yeah, yeah. If you want but, those uh, cushioned seats. But back to Elks, man. We just got, we got roots back there. I mean, you know the story, you know, a bunch of Yeah, you of guys used to work there. Yeah. Working there, and, you know, back then it was a top 10 public course in Ohio. You know, it was just fucking beautiful. 
uh, hidden gem and, you know, um, owners change, things happened. It's not what it used to be, but it, you still see the bones out there. And it's, there's always magic at some point with someone during around. And Cody was just on fire on the back nine. You know, I think he had three birdies in the last like six, seven holes. That's crazy. Awesome. And you said he awesome. he started doing that once you whipped the camera out and started taking videos of shit. Then he started like lighting dude, he's it up. He's a pressure player, dude. Pressure. Bear, man. Yeah. The girth man. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> like our guy Tony Tuna, dude. Shout out to him. Look at that, man. Tony just ripping it up. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it, it was sick, dude. I, I've. I've got a lot more uh, that I got. I got to throw up there just because he was on fire. He, you know, he had multiple other uh, birdies that were just like magical. You know, some shots he whipped out of his ass. But you know, he's capable. He's more than capable, man. Yeah, yeah. He's he's legit at golf. There's there's some legit dudes that you golf with that that are. are well, B Doug, his his twin brother. You know what I mean? He, uh, I, I. I you know, if if I throw Cody under the bus here, I I do apologize, and I I truly do not mean to offend. It's a mistake, but I believe B Dog actually outshot him on the day. You know, right um, that round. So as sick as Cody's, you know, you know birdie train was on the back nine. Brendan uh, just played clean. B Dog played clean, and I think Steady he smooth wins the race. So, yeah. Well, you said the back the back was a lot better than the front, and I tend to play that same way, where my back nine is better than the front nine. I need, like, instead of, they say, a breakfast ball or, like, warm-up, I need, like, a breakfast nine, basically, yeah, you gotta, get like, my get body into going. It, which is unfortunate, because, like, if you play at a course much like Elks, the front nine is where you want to score. It's more open, more forgiving. Um, there's more scoring holes, just in the sense that, like, they're just easier to score on, I would I right. would say, for the most part. Um, whereas the back nine, it really tightens up. You got a lot more tree line, a lot more hazards. Um, it just it, the course just tightens up. It's you know it's a tougher portion of the course. And um, I'm sim I'm a similar way where I need holes to get, you know get going. And there it's just like if you don't take advantage of those first nine holes. It's really tough unless you're unless you're one of those guys that gets better and better as they play. Um, it's really tough to score on that back nine. So if you get behind, you're just you're kind of climbing uphill the, the rest of the eighteen. Sure. Um, but that course is so sick. Yeah. You know what? You know what's crazy that shifted over time is that I don't get that anxiety like I used to when I play an incredible course. I don't get the anxiety like oh shit this hole is long or oh i can't do this or there's too many trees it's too narrow the water's there you know i used to when i first started golfing even for years like years after you have that fear when you go to a sick course you're like oh shit this is real this is big boy this is not like some bullshit muni nine that i've been fucking around on this is the real deal this is a real golf course yeah dude everything creeps in on you man yeah you and these feel like they're Four thousand yards away from everything, right, right. you see, like terrified. A creek that's like, you know, three hundred up. You know, just before the green on like a par four. You know, three seventy nine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, that and yeah, if you hit it perfect, you'll you'll put it up there. But like, 
more than likely it's not going to be in play and no. it gets in your head dude no. you're like oh shit dude if i over hit this and it's like you won't not even close shut the fuck that, up dude just oh, hit the ball well that's what it is and i used to get that and honestly the golf course that kind of shook me out of it because it just kicked my ass so bad that it was just like the most miserable round i've ever played was La- uh lake of isles it was the mohegan sun golf course the casino in connecticut okay and it's like yeah, a really yeah. nice golf course because I'm sure they've yeah. built this thing out over the last couple decades from like bachelor parties and weddings right. and like, right. you know, big events. They place as a cash cow. So th- that's where like the golf carts have coolers and everything. Like they've thought of everything, you know, um, yeah, when, yeah. when you go oh, with the I bachelor mean, party, yeah. they give you the branded tumbler with the whole thing. So that's it's their thing. They're just trying to get you fucked up. So they get you back into the casino, spending all your right. money. It's a whole thing. But it was super you know, fucking not to checks. It was fun, though. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. And I will say, I was terrified. It was our group. We were dumbasses, and we played from, like, the gold pins, which was, like, the their version of, like, the professional pins, basically. So we were playing from, like, the back pins, and none of us really were great at golf. There was, like, two good golfers yeah, out of the, the group tips. of 12 of us. So we just got our asses kicked when we should have been playing from the whites, and it's Connecticut style, so it's all like that you know grasses and shit right in the off the tee like right off the tee it's that like grass all the grasses and fucking grass and shit they have grass on that court it's on that court yeah on the course it no it it, they're like giant fucking stem grasses like wild native grasses and they're all in front so if you fucking shank your tee shot you're fucked so all the holes are built like this and there was like three holes where you had to shoot over maybe 180 yards of that shit so if you didn't clean hit a drive, you were fucked. So, and which was obviously a lot for everybody. So everybody was just losing balls left and right. The course must have got a hundred balls that day. Dude, what are you talking about? Yeah, miserable. So that's no, that's I, the anxiety I had. I got you. Like some fescue, like some long grass, you know, in between the fairway, you know, where you tee off from, which is called the tee box, the green. No. Brendan's explaining all the golf, golf terminology for us. <laughs> what you would find on a golf course, right, Sherm? Sure. Sure, B. So Jesus. back back to where we never actually introduced Welcome to Good Lies Golf. We never there said that, so it's pretty far are. into the episode. But welcome, guys. We're not we're gonna throw the music in in the beginning, so you'll hear that earlier. But we're gonna cue so. it up right now. Yeah, Here boom. Oh, boom, right there. Off the yeah. rails. I need to grab uh, grab hold of your uh, long hair there and just hold on. <laughs> this music, man, is solid. Shout out to the theme song. <laughs> we don't know what royalty-free we stole it from, but it's fantastic. Shout out to the <laughs> beat maker. <laughs> Jesus. This podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Alcohol Springs Brewery. Shout out. Cheers. There we go. So, All right. so back to our our discussion about yeah, yeah. Elks Run, and then tell me. Well, I know Elks Run because I played that myself, and I yeah. that honestly one of my favorite holes in in any hole of golf I've ever played, any round of golf I ever played, is hole. Eight. It's eight, yeah, eight at yeah. Elks Run. Absolutely, Dude, she's a, a bitch, perfect. man. She is a bitch. Oh, but she's beautiful. So beautiful. She's probably playing like I don't know. <clears throat> 
she differs on every day just given the weather i mean she really does i mean she's up there she's the first truly well no i wouldn't even say that it's not the first it's the second real elevated pole uh at elks it's obviously the front nine it's number eight and it looks like it drops um, down like 150 feet yeah, the t-box is yeah the t-box is well above the green it's roughly like a 120 yard shot but given the wind, I mean, you could you could hit a, a soft pitching wedge. You could hit uh, a strong 56, you know, a, an average 52. Or if you need um, to use a putter. But it's all dependent upon, you know, is the wind in your face? Is it coming across your face? Uh, is it, it rarely ever does because you're obviously on the, on the top of a hill on the side. So the you know, any wind that would be coming at your back is probably, you know, going just above you and then coming down. Um, so it's just a really tough, difficult shot, but it's unbelievably beautiful. You know what I mean? It looks overlooks the whole front nine of the it's a course gorgeous. and it's just yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, 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 it's a, a beauty. Beautiful shot. Well, We'll post something. We'll post a picture so everyone yeah, well, can we'll do a you know, review. check it out. But, Elks yeah. Run, we have enough content to make a review. We're going to start doing course reviews on our Instagram reels. We're just going to add do it to the list, man. And add a little it to the list blog. of things. No, we're we're getting this thing finally cranking and rolling. We're cranking, guys. Okay. We're cranking each other. We're, we're on crank. Guys. We're taking we're crank, and we're we're just yeah. we're getting <laughs> shit Jason done. Statham. Here we go, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think that's a movie reference. I. Not 100% sure. I think so. I think he did a movie called Crank. Something yes, like he did do a movie called Crank, but I was referring to drugs. Yeah, no, all of the above. Yeah. They they call a Crank on the street, Jason Satham. Oh. Uh, let, <laughs> let me get a little of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Walk up to your neighborhood drug dealer, ask him for some Jason Statham, and he'll just look at you like you're a Jesus fucking asshole. Christ. Anyways, yeah, I mean, golf yeah. is fun. All right, golf is so, fun, guys. Don't do drugs. No, Man, no way. No bad way. for you. All right, uh, but yeah, dude. What about you? You've been you've been getting out. You hitting the range. I mean, where's your game at? I've been using a lot of my little swing stick, rehabbing the shoulder up good, and I just re up my dues for my membership at the golf club. So, All right, here we go. We're back we go. in business. Terms coming, coming, coming for you. And I honestly, with the way I played in Florida, I'm excited. And I've been using the swing stick. That thing really helps. I don't know what it's called, so I'm sorry I mistake the brand, but it's the big yellow one, and it's got the big ball on the end of it. And you just swing that yeah. thing. It has the feeling, the weight. Swing the, it around. Oh, it's just it. You know what it really teaches you when you buy one of those swing sticks? It teaches you to move, like to basically have movement in your legs and in your your hips, your torso. Like it, it doesn't. It takes some more movement in your lower body. It teaches you how to kind of move your lower body instead of using your upper body or your shoulders. It kind of gets you out of the arms thing. Yeah. Like it takes you more into your core and to your to your legs because it like grounds you because the stick is heavy. So you it, you kind of have to like, so, like yeah. make yourself solid to hold the fucking thing. I feel that. I I, I get where you're going <clears> with that. I I think it's the same as like so like I had a key this week. It, it it helped me a lot on some shots and other shots. I just I haven't had enough reps and I really got you know in my own head and it got out of the out of rhythm and it really fucked me up. But um, I had a key for the week that I was trying to focus on and it's so fucking difficult to do it. 
but was just hips. I just wanted to ensure that my hips were the kind of the driving force of my downward swing versus, you know, my arms, you know what I mean? So I wanted my hips to initiate, you know, kind of, or dictate when that that downswing started and, and, you know, so forth. So uh, I think that's what you're talking about has, you know, exactly activating your legs instead of your shoulders first, like you're carrying, like all your arms are coming up at first and that's how you're fucking up. Like you want your legs to be carrying your, the rest of yourself through the swing and, uh, or your core anyway, I think, I mean, I'm not a fucking golf instructor, but that's what I'm, that's what I've been aware of. Uh, they'd, they'd probably be just telling you and I, so it'd be us, uh, we're idiots. And I was that's gonna why say we, that we should so. just probably break our clubs and give up. It is what it is. I'm never giving up, dude. Die I'm hard. never giving up. I'm playing golf until I'm going to die. If, if I, yeah, if I tell, if I tell my doctor tells me I can't, like I blew out my shoulder or something, I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm just going to swing yeah. in that chair thing that I see guys doing. And then once my body becomes a vegetable, I'll just essentially pay someone to golf for me. By the time, no, by the time we're old enough, man, it's gonna be like Futurama where they just put our fucking heads into a little tank and we just like have memories and we're good. We could talk and do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, we could still golf then. We could golf. Yeah, we'll be solid. We'll be fine. Or you could like turn yourself into a golf ball and that would be even cooler. And then you can like AI yourself into a golf ball. That'd be sweet. You could be Tiger Woods. It's called golf ball because you know he's gonna probably freeze himself Speaking <laughs> and then of tiger woods until technology can uh refurbish his body totally true you know he's getting frozen yep his caddy leaving to be on cat patrick cantley's Joe bed Lacava. full time yeah. wow yeah yeah i mean Big what do you news. think about that I, I think that says quite a bit i think it says that tiger is finally passing the torch and that he's a little bit out of the game and he knows it you know it's it's he's out yeah but I, I still don't discount him, but I, I, I agree. I think I think at this point, like, Joe wants to work. He's hung with Tiger for so long. Um, you know, we kind of forget that largely a caddy's, you know, earnings are based on their player, right? So with Tiger not winning, not playing much, obviously Tiger – not obviously. I, I was going to say, but do you think he just sets him up? Him. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's being paid for probably training and, you know, uh, practice and, you know, shit like that. He probably retrieves balls and, you know, does obviously other shit. No, no right. offense to Joe LaCava. <laughs> right. Um, but, but yeah, dude, I, I think at this point he's just like, you know, Joe, like, I'm holding you back, man. You know what I mean? Like, you want to caddy for someone. You want to be at tournaments. You want to help someone win. Well, like, and Patrick Cantley, too. I mean, you know I mean, he's smoking gun. I mean, if you're going to try to help somebody, Patrick Cantlay yeah, is no, the guy. I think that's I mean, huge for Cantlay. Cantlay's on the cusp of greatness and just can't seem to ring out the last couple rounds. Like, I don't know what it is. It's, it seems like he needs that mix-up. And I think full-time, everything good to go, I think this might be it. You know, this might be the thing that that flips the switch for him. Maybe we'll see a bigger Cantlay this year or a bigger play out of Cantlay. But yeah. you're seeing a lot of these golfers. This is a fun year. This is a weird fun year for golf you're seeing a lot of talented guys showing up on the top of the leaderboard you you got i mean just this past week it was so fun to see tony win and to see the family come out again all his little family stuff he does and the penal fresh thing and the foundation and they, they are always crushing it 
and the family all golfs. Like everybody in the family has to do with golf. Like somebody's either videoing him or the son's practicing. And he posted some like video of his son, like watching the Warriors game, like <laughs> while he's watching Tony win at the same time. It's hilarious. But I just love that whole spirit of it. And the way that the PJ is kind of like celebrating um, these moments and like posting them up on things and it's getting all viral. I, I love that shit. And I don't, the whole buzz of everyone loves Tony, man. Yeah. And the whole buzz of live, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like faded a little bit to the point where like, we're not as shock factor anymore. And everybody's like, okay, cool. Um, Golfers have their stinks. Now, what are we going to do about it in the future? Like, are they going to fucking make up or what are they going to make out or like, what's going on here? Like, are they going to boot somebody and and now they're going to come together and sing Kumbaya eventually? Like, what's the, what's the story here? You know? Well, I mean, it also just goes to show like how much power just like the media has in that because if they're not talking about it, then like people, people won't know. And, you know, they just don't care. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Oh, another league of, of golf. Sweet. I'll go watch it. They wouldn't know, you know, people, they're not, not in tune with, you know, the backstories of things, but, um, also media can sway, you know, opinion with (laughs) certain information that they're delivering to people. You know what I mean? So, right. Not really surprising there. They're trying to fuel this conflict, too. I think there's definitely that behind it. Maybe the PGA wanted this rivalry the whole time secretly to try to boost sales and get people all amped up on things and, you know, low-key. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get the angle you're coming from there. <laughs> I don't know that they truly wanted it, you know. I don't know. If they they was... knew it was coming. Come on. Well, there was going to be some splinter at some point. Obviously, anyone else, you know, knew right. or expected for sure, right. but – they definitely had to predict they something like I don't I don't think they were truly like backing anything here. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not that. Yeah, not that portion. But I I uh, see that this week we're going to the Wells Fargo Championship defending champ Max Homa. And it's at Quail Hollow in North Carolina. And Zach's played there, I'm pretty sure. And Brendan has played there with his pops or uh, see. Sorry, did you play it or see it? Uh, we went down for the President's Cup, dude. Oh, it was the President's Cup. Right, right, yeah. right. You guys went for the President's Cup. Duh. Yeah. Dude, it was awesome, man. It was honestly one of the more beautiful courses I've ever seen in my life. Um, well, in, in that sense, I, I think golf courses are the beautiful, <laughs> most beautiful places in the world anyway. So I guess it was one of the more beautiful places I've ever seen in the world. Um, it's true. They're always really nice It was nice just grounds. so well taken care of. Uh, it was just everything was pristine. The grass was green, uh, no matter where you looked. Um, the the uh, you know crystal clear water. You know what I mean? It was just it was beautiful. Um, and obviously the golf there was unbelievable too. It's it's. I want to go to the PG more PGA events this year, and we're gonna make a deal. To do that, we're gonna we're gonna go to more as coverage press. Good lies golf coverage. We gotta get out there to more events. I mean, you're going to a few. Yeah, uh, I'm going to the memorial uh, later this year, and then I'll also be going to the Barbie. So the Barber Soul down in Kentucky. Barber Soul down in Kentucky. Brandon's going yeah. to a couple tournaments. I'll be going to a couple tournaments. Doing a little things here. Look at we're us. We're doing things, doing stuff. Look <laughs> at us. Look at us, dude. Wow. Man. Dude, you're being awkward as fuck, man. Dude, me? 
No. No, man. I don't I don't do that, man. I don't even know what that word means. When are you golfing next, dude? Quit being next a time I'm golfing is going to be right, next week. Say that. Next week is when I'm golfing. So next week I'll be whacking the shticks down at Sag Harbor Golf Club. So catch me there working on my game, working on my short game, my chips, all that good sense. And that's yeah. it, basically. That's that's what I'll be doing. I'll be rocking there. I'll be working mainly on my drive because my drive has been the shittiest out of all the assets of my game. My putter has been looking fire. And I swear to God, if I see another person hole out from a Texas wedge or an off-the-track wedge, I'm just going to get rid of my wedges and just only use the Texas wedge from now on, the putter. Because I'm, I'm just – I'm sick of it. I'm going to have Scotty Cameron build me a custom putter meant to hit out of sand and then a custom putter meant to hit out of fringe. And there we go. And then I'm just going to be the best golfer in the world and it's not going to be a big deal anymore. And I've I'm had to rely on it a couple times in the last few rounds I've played because I've not been confident in my wedge game at all. And it's been scary, and it's been unfortunate, and it's really fucked my, my game. Um, but, dude, we're still plugging away, having a good time. There was one day, I swear to God, there was one day where I, my wedge game just changed. Like, I sucked at wedges forever. And then for one day, I woke up, I listened to a bunch of things Zach told me, of course, because he's, you know, amazing with Does golf advice. And he, 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 he bulls, yeah, gave me wedgies. And then I got better after the wedgies, after my wedgies healed. I I'm went out now. and golfed, and I flattened my fucking thing out, and I, you know, did the whole nine yards and kept my head down, and, dude, holy shit, what a difference makes. Now I can chip confidently. I can hit my wedges confidently. I can't hit my six iron confidently off the tee or my five iron or my four or any high, you know, nice club, but I can pluck the shit out of it and chip. So that's Dude, what I'm happy about. I mean, honestly, that's what you hear all the advice from so many golfers, uh, pro golfers that are current, those of that are, you know, had past careers. Um, and they all say the same thing as any amateur, if they really want to get you know strokes off their game that's where they're going to get it it's the chipping and the putting and that's not what we typically practice because you know it's like it's cool to hit long bombs you know on the range and, and shit like that right but where you're really going to make up strokes and not lose them is chipping and putting and i mean i'm one of them that doesn't do it enough you know i should especially you know i can't complain about the scores that i get or you know, when I have bad rounds, although I do during <laughs> during them. Right. And um, that's what it is. But we give our, we're too hard on ourselves. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Like immediately, you know, when you're in that moment and, and you're on the golf course and it's you're, sucking, you're game, so dude. mad and you're just so pissed at yourself and it truly does just start to seep into the rest of your game. And for what? Like you just said, it's like, for what? You, you play how often you work <laughs> on your game, how much like you shouldn't be that good that you think you should be in your head. Like golf's fucking hard, and these dude, guys are so fucking hard, like, dude. We think these golfers just I go out it. there, like the world, like the people that don't play golf. For the people that don't play golf out there, you don't understand that these dudes are practice. Yes, they don't. They're not doing like fucking squirrel suit jumping or like skydiving. I understand they're not doing like extreme sports, but they're every day going out there meticulously training and doing the same thing repetitively over, 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 and over, and over. Like they'll hit a hundred balls back to back. Each exercise is a new little tweak, a new thing, a new gadget they have to put on or wear, or do a whole nother hundred swings. 
it's a very meticulous game that you have to really craft and work on. And that's where I respect pros and that next level, because that that's the next level, right? It's, it's what separates the, the men from the boys or whatever they say. It's, it's that upper echelon of player is the guy that goes out there every fucking day, day in, day out, seven days a week and plays golf. And those are the guys that are fucking yeah. amazing. And for sure. I mean, and you're never going to get know, it's their life. It's their job. It's everything right. to them, you know? And uh, yeah, to your point, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's hard. It's not really a sport that you can just solely get there on athleticism. You know what I mean? It takes sure. so many different things. You could be the most athletic, but not be mentally strong. You, you could be mentally strong, but like not really have the most athleticism. Um, right. You know, it's just such a blend of so many different things. Um, and that's why you get so many different winners on tournaments. You know what I mean? It's it true. could be any day, any given week, but that one time that you're hitting the ball well and you're just feeling the flow and you're feeling the rhythm and everything just feels right when you hit that you know, ball and you feel that connection and it goes where you want it to go and it goes in the hole or whatever it may be when it's just that perfect Man. shot, dude, that's what drives you and makes you come back. And it's just yep. like, you want that, you know what I mean? It's Riding almost the like bull. a fucking drug, dude. Riding doing the, the dance. Doing the bull dance, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin Nalon, shout out to him, dude. God, what a legend. <laughs> Who was that, dude? Kevin Nalon was the actor in <laughs> in uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> that was probably the best cameo he's ever played. It was the best role. He just uh, yeah, psycho fucking California almond. Nalon, dude. He played some California almond like nut jobs cuckoo like. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Sure. Oh, man. Well, Good on job. that note, I'm actually gonna go upstairs and watch Happy Gilmore right now. So, dude, this has been a fucking ride. I can't even explain to you. Ride. What a ride for us. Holy yeah. shit, man! Good Look luck. at us. And next week, we're going to come back with more info. We're going to recap maybe a little Wells Fargo because I'm going to watch this weekend. So come back with a little bit of that. And, you, know, you think Homer defends? I think he does. Last year was hungry. nutty, dude. He's hungry. Crazy Homer's one. hungry. All right, dude. Tune in. I'll see you next week, Brando. Cheers. Bye-bye now.